Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, everybody. This is Father Craig Vlasic, your host here at the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, for this beautiful day with you. I'm glad to be with you. I would like to say a prayer with you as we begin our time together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your kindness. We thank you for your generosity toward us as we move through this new day, this beautiful day. We ask for your kindness to be upon us, uh, that we would receive of your generous love, that we would respond to you, that we would be enlivened by your Spirit. We ask that this show would be a blessing to those who are able to receive of it, that many listeners would hear of your kindness and your mercy in this world. So we thank you, and we ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody, it's always a delight to be with you every month. I am able to host one of these shows on Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Uh, I would like to find out what we're going to talk about today, so I know what I'm up to. Eli, are you there? I sure am. Thanks, Father. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. You know, tomorrow, pro-lifers from across the nation will stand together as one voice for the unborn. We'll be visiting about the University of Mary's passion for protecting life as they prepare for the March for Life in Washington, D.C. That's right away this morning. And have you ever heard about the ad limina visits? What are they, and why do our bishops take part in them? Well, we'll find out more about those as we talk with Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, about his most recent visit. And we're less than a week away from the annual Know Your Faith competition. And the Bishop Ryan Lyons from Minot are hungry for a win. Father Gregory Crane and Morgan Rogers will join us to talk about their strategy in hopes of roaring to a victory. All that and so much more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Thank you, Eli. This is very, very good. We've got, uh, we'll be on the phone with them in a couple minutes, but we have... uh, 170 plus students uh, from the University of Mary who are, I don't know, I don't even know where they are at this point, but we will find out when we get on the phone with them uh, in a few minutes here to, fi- uh, to see what is happening. But I offered Mass for them yesterday morning. They were so gracious to allow me to offer Mass for them at 5 a.m. in the morning. That was really a, pr- a privilege for my life. <laughs> no, it was beautiful. I was glad to be able to do that. Uh, so we'll hear from them. Uh, everybody is gathering, as you just heard in our production uh, preview uh, in Washington, D.C. So many people, hundreds of thousands of people from around the nation are gathering uh, to to march for the unborn. So it'll be great to, to visit with some of our students here in a moment. Um, and I just heard uh, last night, I think it was released, that uh, President Trump will actually be at the March for Life, which is magnificent. Uh, last year there was a heavy presence, and I think a message from him, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he's actually going to be there live on site, which is just uh, a huge, a huge moment for uh, for all those who are fighting for uh, the protection of the unborn, which is what tomorrow's march is for. 
So that's going to be really a privilege. Uh, I think if we can, we'll just jump right in there. Ed and Kelly, are you there? I am, uh, Father Vasek. I think we lost Kelly, so we'll need to reconnect with her. No problem at all. Ed, where are you right now? We are actually close. We're maybe uh, three hours from D.C. Mm. You've made so good we, progress. We had, <laughs> oh, we have. So, so this year, we're going to go to the Holocaust Museum, which we've never done before. And so it's kept us focused. We're doing fast stops in and out. The, the drivers from Harlow's have actually been incredible. We've been ahead the whole trip. Uh, and so we're really excited because uh, when we get off the bus, we're walking right into the Holocaust Museum. Wow. Okay, so Ed, just uh, walk us through. Uh, we we haven't been following you. You began yesterday from the University of Mary. Uh, what what what's this been looking like? Well, like you said, you started with mass. I was grateful for that. So five o'clock, we were at mass, and then we rolled at six thirty in the morning. I've uh, been driving in the morning, right? I've been driving since, uh, and so we've had uh, we had lunch and dinner on the road, and then breakfast this morning. And uh, we uh, we tried to be strategic. We rolled up to a McDonald's each. Uh, the drivers lined up, so each bus, we have four buses with us, had their own stop. Three were at a different McDonald's. One was at a Chick-fil-A. And as we pulled in, two buses from a different university heading to the March for Life pulled in with us. So oh, wow. it was chaos. You had 100 and, uh, what, 150 people came streaming into McDonald's all at the same time. Uh, oh, which slows you down, you know, but that's the way it works. You know, you're with other people on the same cause, and that's kind of neat. And so you have you have four buses. Or we'll tell, walk yep. us through how many people you got going. We had 192. We've been hit by the flu, actually. There's, a, there's some students at home that are really sad. We actually had one that came to mass with you and then took her luggage back to her room, which Aww. broke her heart. You know, she really wanted to be with us. But I think right now we have 172, 74 students, maybe, and then uh, uh, seven faculty and staff. Wow, that's good. So you're going to make it, so you've been driving through the day, through the night, now you are approaching Washington, D.C., a couple hours away, and when you get in, you're not, you're, uh, the march is tomorrow, uh, so you're going, to get, tomorrow. you're going to get in, and you're going to, what's the, what's the Holocaust Museum, yeah. what, is, what is that all about? We're, we're pushing the students hard, right? We've traveled really, uh, 30 hours on a bus, and we're going straight to the Holocaust Museum, it's, in the, it's uh, about the Holocaust and World War II. It's a, it's a famous museum, and it's really, really powerful. We'll have two hours there, and then we go straight to St. Pat's Church for daily mass, and then we're going to go to the hotel and just offload our stuff, and uh, then Monsignor Shea is offered to give us a walking tour of the monuments at night. And so it's possible the students may not actually get to their rooms, uh, some of them until maybe after they find dinner uh, in D.C. So really, this one really is a pilgrimage, and it's a... Uh, it's uh, it's a it's a journey. So people signed up. People signed up for this crazy trip. Or are you forced these they people? To do? Not only that, but the rest, they're, they're paying for it. <laughs> wow! There is something weird in the air at the University of Mary. Huh? Yeah, that's that's fabulous. What when I hear you say that you're taking the students to the Holocaust Museum as you arrive to Washington D.C., I think this sounds very graphic, very dramatic, very uh, kind of over the top. But then I, but then I think about why you're in Washington D.C., yeah, which absolutely. is to march for the end of uh, uh, killing of the unborn. Um, yep. And there's maybe some parallels we could draw there. I think a lot of people do, and uh, obviously those who are against our uh, what we're standing for think it's an unfair thing. But 
But uh, one of the reasons that I think this is important is people look at the Holocaust and say, how could other people have stood by and let it happen? How could they have stood by and said, well, we're not going to do anything or say anything? And I don't want to be a guy who's going to look back and say, well, I, I didn't say anything. Hmm. Right. I think there's great parallel. I think we're going to, I do think that someday, we were actually talking about that with some of the students, maybe someday there's going to be uh, an abortion museum where people look back and ask, how could this have gone on for so wow. long? Wow. And how did good people not do anything or at least wow. say something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would be, uh, I mean, I think that's a future possibility, hopefully. Hopefully. I was uh, yesterday at the yeah. mass that I celebrated for the students. The me- reading of the day was uh, the preparation of David and Goliath, and I had just alluded to the fact that in the past the pro-life movement could be equated to kind of a David versus Goliath because uh, there is such a, uh, a heavy movement um sort of i don't even know what not not uh, governmentally but like just i don't know what that actually is that movement of people pushing uh this uh, openness to abortion rights uh, and it seems like there's just so much money involved and so many sort of celebrities and so many things like it's the big uh, goliath of the day and the people that are you know the simple people that are like hey let's let's not do that feel like a david but i mean david david beat goliath anyway but uh it actually doesn't feel that way what i mentioned yesterday it actually doesn't feel that way the pro-life mu- movement feels very strong and uh i mean yeah. get the uh the president of the united states of america will be there today yeah. uh, tomorrow i mean that's that is a, a magnificent landmark uh for the for the march for life um so it's yeah anyway it's it's really a beautiful thing to see so it, so there is a future uh, my point there is that there is a future possibility that uh that the pro life movement triumphs uh that the protection yeah. for the unborn actually would be protected and safeguarded and provisions made to to assist anybody who finds himself in difficulty uh so that uh so that children would be <laughs> children would have the right to yeah. life all children would have the right to life you know yeah, Father Bonsack, I think Jeannie Mancini, who runs the March for Life, has done, she was, she spoke at Prairie Day at You Married years ago, and she's been instrumental in this. Uh, I think that's part of what the March for Life is doing, is people who go and attend it solidifies their resistance and their belief, uh, and, and strengthens them. And now they've got them, like there was one in LA, they're, they're trying to get a march in every state. I think there's one, there was one of their capital yesterday, I think, uh, in, in North Dakota. And I think that's part of what you're seeing, is people are saying, well, if the media and those voices you just mentioned are not going to speak the truth, then we are. Right. Exactly right. Uh, this is Father Craig Vosick, your host of Real Presence Live, speaking with Ed Konechka, and hopefully Kelly. Is Kelly back on the line here? Yes. Hi, Kelly. So, Ed, uh, speaking with Ed and Kelly from the University of Mary, they are uh, traveling to Washington, D.C. Uh, as a delegation, a very large delegation from the University of Mary, among the many hundreds of thousands, actually, of people that will be gathering uh, in Washington, D.C. tomorrow for the March for Life. Kelly, um, we want to know, you are you signed up to go on one of these crazy buses for uh, days and days and days to get to Washington, D.C.? You're one of the crazy ones? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so, what what prompted you, Kelly, to to go to the March for Life this year? Um, I think mainly it's because everyone here they all have such a passion for life at all stages, and I think people need to stand up for that in order for to get anything um, changed. And so, you know, like bus rides may be hard, but 
Yeah. You're changing the lives of other people. Yes, absolutely. What uh, What's the feel? Kelly, what uh, What year are you at the university? I am a freshman. You are a freshman. You are among the many who are uh, being able to go for the first time at the University of Mary. That's fantastic. What's the feel on the bus? Uh, is everybody just sick and tired of each other, or are you, are you doing okay? Um, it's really nice because uh, everyone's really excited. We've just done a lot of talking and getting to enjoy each other's company and People are, you know, constantly thinking about getting to D.C. on time and getting to experience things like the Holocaust Museum. They're getting ready to march. So everyone is, like, excited to be on the air. So it's really cool to see that with other people. Yeah. That's so good. Ed, you've, uh, this is not your first year, is it? It is not, no. (laughs) How many times have you gone to the march? I was trying to count. I think this is my sixth time total. uh, Fourth or fifth in a row, so. Okay. So what's, uh, I mean, University of Mary uh, goes every year. Uh, I remember the University of Mary was uh, marked as the leader. I, I don't, tell me more about that. They, they actually yeah. led the march. What, what does that mean? We did. That was an amazing year. I, I, we were just talking about it with actually with our bus driver, trying to figure out if we took seven, nine, or 11 buses to the state. You know, nobody wow. even knows because all the yeah. high schools went together, the diocese oh. all went together, and we were... The Catholics from the state of North Dakota all together, behind the banner of the University of Mary, but, but everybody together. We went as a unit. We marched together as a state. It was really a beautiful thing. And, and uh, yeah, go ahead. And that was that you you had the privilege of being the front the front walkers, the front marchers for the for the march. Yep. Yeah, we held the actual banner. There's a banner that says March for Life. It's their banner. And okay. then, uh, you know, we were all behind it with our bright blue and orange hats and our own banners. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm really proud of the university for the way that it, it uh, just lifts up the support cause. If you go to March for Life, if you look it up on the web, the picture on their front page is actually of us holding the banner. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, that's fabulous. So uh, why why do you find it to be so important to continue to bring students from the university uh, to, the, to the March for Life every year? Wait. You know, I, there's two reasons. And one I already mentioned, uh, you know, I, I think it solidifies us. Mm-hmm. If you if you sit at home and you say, well, I'm polite, but it doesn't cost you anything, that's mm-hmm. different. You know, the, Kelly and these other students are making this trip. Uh, they're putting their own money and their time. You know, they're on the bus doing and homework, or they did all the homework before they left, or, or they're going to do it Sunday night at 1030, right? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, but, but they're saying, I'm going to make this trip to D.C., and I'm going to stand up publicly in front of anybody who's looking and say, I am pro-life. So it changes us. But the second thing has to do with what you said in your homily yesterday. You talked, Father Vasek, about, uh, you know, in parishes where people say, well, I know I'm supposed to believe this, but but this guy's going to offer me this when he's in office, and it's excuse our vote. You talked about all of that. And uh, I think that what, what I said earlier about I don't want to be sitting and saying I didn't do anything. I think yeah. it's also a witness to our friends to say, you know, I'm going to make this sacrifice. Can you even just, you know, think when you vote about, what the, the biggest priority is. So it's a witness. These students really are a witness. And we challenge them because they're, you know that these students are in social media and we want them to go out and tell the story to their friends joyfully, happily, that I want to go to D.C. Maybe a friend asks a question, why would you go to that thing? And, and the young generation is what's going to change this in our country and our students, by their very witness of going on this march, then can ripple that across all their friends through social media in a way that we probably haven't been able to do before. Yeah, right. 
Right, exactly. No, it's it's so good, Ed. I'm so glad that the University of Mary uh, is uh, so devoted to making sure that the students have the opportunity to to make this statement and to be solidified in their in their convictions and their beliefs. Uh, Kelly, Kelly, you are going to the March for Life for your first year. You've probably heard about what it's like, or maybe seen some news in the past about what it is. Uh, what are you looking forward to uh, as far as an expectation um, to to be part of these events? Um, this is actually my third March for Life. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been there twice already with uh, St. Mary's from Denmark. Got yeah. it. So this is old hat <laughs> for you. So you're you're just one of the, you're a veteran of this entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, what have you enjoyed in the past about the, the day itself? What stands out and uh, what are you hoping for again this year? Um, well, I was told when I went on my very first March, um, that there's a certain point where we're marching up a hill and we've usually been lucky enough to get up to the front so when you get up on that hill I was told to just turn around and to just look at like the hundreds of thousands of people that are behind you and they're all from like yeah just different parts of the country and you don't know anything about them but like you all are kind of like you're fighting for a common purpose so you really feel united to those people and you really feel like like this, this is going somewhere that you're making a difference yeah, yeah, that is so beautiful. I've never been on a march. I hope to sometime. Ed, maybe you can bring me next year. That'd be great. Thank you to both of you for that. being. Thank you both of you for being with us today. We have to run to our next segment, but all the best. God bless you, and uh, we'll be we'll be watching tomorrow. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you so much. Good to see you. All right. Great. Thank you so much. Just a special programming note on behalf of Real Presence Radio. On Friday, January 24th, tomorrow, Real Presence Radio is excited to bring you the March for Life live from Washington, D.C. So you can tune in for great EWTN coverage of the rally in March, plus interviews with local people at the march from across our listening area during Real Presence Live. You can listen on the radio, online, and on the RPR app beginning at 7 a.m. Central for this special programming. So pay attention to that every Everybody. Uh, coming up next, we'll take a few moments to pray for your intentions during Prayerfully Yours, and later I'm looking to answering your questions during Straight Talk beginning at 9.30. You can call 877-795-0122. We are coming to you live from the University of Mary in Bismarck. This is Father Craig Vosick. Tune, stay tuned in to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.